0: Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate and welcome to your morning meditation for this morning. So before I get going on the actual verses today, I was sitting in my backyard this morning and uh, I was trying to have some moments of silence. And one of the things I realized is that when you're outside, there really are no moments of silence. And, And that's because All around me, there was just this, like, these noises of creation. There were bugs and, like, crickets and cicada and birds. And you could just hear, like, squirrels rustling across the roof of my house. Um, And I was just reminded today that we serve a God who is a God of life and who wants to bring life to us. Jesus said he came that we would have life and have abundant life. And so sometimes I think we get kind of turned around and we think that we serve a God who is like a big policeman up there, uh, somewhere off out there, um, just trying to keep us in line. But really, if we could see from God's perspective, the same God that spoke all that creation into existence wants to bring abundant life in our lives if we will surrender to Him and live um, in the ways He's calling us to live. And so really what God wants to bring out of us is... Is uh, life and generosity and all the great things that that just kind of naturally, um, through God's creative voice, come about. I also walked to church and there's this really stark image. Uh, someone cut down one of their trees and there's a stump on the ground. It's huge. It was a huge tree, um, but out of the middle of that stump are two little shoots that are green. And uh, so even when we, you know, when life gets kind of cut down and when we're in places where it feels like we might never recover. Um, there is hope and there is life uh, because Christ is with us. So maybe somebody need to hear that today. God is for you. God wants to give you a great life, an abundant life, as Jesus says, life to the full. And God is more than capable of bringing that about as we surrender um, to Christ. Uh, the, the same God who brings all this creation about daily is the God who is working uh, behind the scenes in our lives. And Scripture says is intimately concerned about your life and your needs and uh, your desires and your loves and uh, wants to bring out the very best life in you uh, for His glory. So anyway, today we're going to read in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 16 through 42. That was the pre- meditation this is the actual reading for today so jonathan made a covenant with the house of david saying may the lord call david's enemies to account and jonathan and david reaffirmed had david reaffirmed his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself that sounds like the command to love your neighbor as you love yourself then jonathan said to david tomorrow is the new moon feast you will be missed because your seat will be empty The day after tomorrow, toward evening, go to the place where you hid when this trouble began and wait by the stone Ezel. I will shoot three arrows to the side of it as though I were shooting at the target. Then I will send a boy to say, Go find the arrows. If I say to him, Look, the arrows are on this side of you, bring them here. Then come, because as surely as the Lord lives, you are safe. There is no danger. But if I say to the boy, Look, the arrows are beyond you, then you must go. Because the Lord has sent you away. And about the matter you and I discuss, remember the Lord is witness between you and me forever. So David hid in the field, and when the new moon feast came, the king sat down to eat. He sat in his customary place by the wall, opposite Jonathan, and Abner sat next to Saul, but David's place was empty. Saul said nothing that day, for he thought, something must have happened to David to make him ceremonially unclean. Surely he is unclean. But the next day... The second day of the month, David's place was empty again. Then Saul said to his son, Jonathan, Why hasn't the son of Jesse come to the meal, either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David earnestly asked me for permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, Let me go, because our family is observing a sacrifice in the town, and my brother has ordered me to be there. If I have found favor in your eyes, let me go away to see my brothers. That is why he has not come to the king's table. Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan and said to him, "You son of a perverse and rebellious woman!" That's a, a great put down, by the way. Uh, I've heard one of my professors joke about it. "You son of a perverse and rebellious woman!" Don't know that I have sided. Don't you know that I've sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother who bore you? As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Now send someone to bring him to me, for he must die. Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Jonathan asked his father. But Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. Then Jonathan knew that his father indeed intended to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table in fierce anger. On that second day of the feast, he did not eat because he was grieved at his father's shameful treatment of David. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the field for his meeting with David He had a small boy with him and he said to the boy, run and find the arrows I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan's arrow had fallen, Jonathan called out after him. Isn't the arrow beyond you? Then he shouted, hurry, quickly, don't stop. The boy picked up the arrow and returned to his master. The boy knew nothing about all this, only Jonathan and David knew. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said, go carry them back to town. After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then he kissed. they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David, then David left, and Jonathan went back to the town. So this... Is a story about friendship. It's a story about uh, the bond of people who are brothers. Uh, we would say in Christ, but at this point in God, um, and and walking the journey with someone else. I think it's really important. Uh, you can see in this in this little passage um, that Jonathan's father Saul wants to kill David, and so um, Jonathan is looking out for David, and they are both seeking. Uh, to do the best thing for David in in the Lord's sight. And so uh, as the story goes, Jonathan realized that Saul is really angry with David, and so he warns David, so David will leave. Uh, I think the the message here for us is the question, uh, who do you have that you walk the journey with? I've had a lot of people want to argue with me about whether church attendance is important. And as far as just trying to fill a, an auditorium on Sunday morning. No, it's not important in that way. But church attendance is important because uh, faith is meant to be lived out in community. And uh, even in the midst of the good times and the bad times, uh, the idea is that the people in the faith become our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers. And there's a sense in which that bond even runs deeper than family. We see that here. Uh, Jonathan's own father um, definitely wants to harm his best friend and he protects his best friend. And so there's a sense in which uh, the community of faith is uh, the community that looks after one another Um, and and also helps one another to grow. So I, I think it's really important to answer that question. Who are you walking the life of faith with and who is it that you can confide in? I have about three pastors that I routinely call. Um, they've been friends of mine, some as long as 20 something years. Um, and, and the idea there is just to have somebody that I can walk the journey with and, and someone who understands what the role of pastor is. I have people in my church that I get together with for dinner, for coffee. Um, and so there should be people on the journey and then obviously have my wife and my family, uh, who walk the journey with me as well. So, um, the question for us today is, who, who are we pouring our lives into, and do we have those people who will be real and truthful with us and also will encourage us in the way of Christ? Um, and that's a big part of it, as we're all seeking the same thing. Uh, if we have people who have the same values and the same kind of mindset um, that was in Christ Jesus, as we've been learning in Philippians then they will be more likely to give us the kind of advice that will lead us to Christ-likeness instead of lead us away from Christ-likeness so that we look more and more like Jesus uh, all the time. So today, ask yourself, who are those people in my life and how can I invest in those relationships this week? Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation.